Republican or a Democrat. I'm a truthican, and the truth as I see it is that we've been divided in this country by design by people who benefit from that division, and it's not going to turn out well for 99% of us unless we all come together as one human race, realize we have all the power, and tell the establishment to go fuck themselves. Before Trump won, then everybody was like, these election machines are all fucked up. They shouldn't be connected to the internet, and why are there computers inside them when they just got account shit? But then Biden won, and they were like, no, they're fine now. <laughs> You're not smart to be my friend. Fuck you. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Truth Again Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Gaither. That is the other host, Mike Baldwin. We are both uh, professional stand-up comedians. Neither one of us have had a day job in over 20 years. We recently got into uh, politics, last few years, rather, because we... Uh, very intrigued about what's going on in our country. Um, if you're new to this podcast, we believe that the deep state is real. We think the real insurrection happened on November 3rd, 2020, when the election was stolen by the Democrats and Joe Biden. Uh, we believe Trump, despite any personality flaws that he may have, is uh, the best chance we have to destroy the deep state and get America back to becoming America. And we realize that's not popular with everyone, but... Uh, we think you're wrong and we think we're right. <laughs> yeah. We also believe other things that you probably believe in also. So you should just keep watching until you find one of those. Have you watched, uh, there's an old USA show called suits. Have you ever watched suits? Um, yeah, it's been a long time. It's fucking good. I wanted, I made fun of it because it popped up on Netflix and I was like, I'm not going to watch an eight year old show that I've hardly even heard of. And then I was like, all right, I'll watch one episode. And now I'm on like season four, episode eight. And I'm just like, what's going to happen with Lewis? I'm, so, <laughs> I'm like super excited about it. But, but it, it, if anything, I mean, it's obviously a fictional show and it's all fake, but the, the story revolves around a bunch of lawyers and like a big New York law firm. And so it's just interesting the kind of things like right now, today, as we do this, which is on Thursday evening, um, the Missouri versus Biden case is uh, in front of the Fifth Circuit Court in wherever that is, New York or D.C. or one of those. Um because they're arguing like a, a month ago or so, they did the thing where they were like, all right, there's an injunction on the government and social media. So government can't talk to social media anymore. And then like a few. You froze. Hey there. I'm sorry. What? You, you, you totally froze. You said something about an injunction and then froze. Well, hopefully it. I I even spent an extra $30 this morning to get the better internet package. So I'm really hoping that it holds strong. But uh, regardless, today was uh, the case in front of the Fifth Circuit judges, which is a, a several. I don't know if there's nine of them or five or what. But uh, so their oh, lawyers are talking in front of them like, no, we should keep this injunction or we shouldn't. And. So all of those arguments will go on today and maybe into tomorrow. And then in like a week or something, they'll come out with some sort of decision. So the way that relates to suits is just it points out like they'll 
put on their suits and get their briefcases already and do all that shit just to go down and like have a meeting with the judge about like one word or one sentence in a contract or something like that. And then based on what the judge says about that, then they have to alter their entire plan, you know? So it's just interesting to look at real life court stuff and kind of see the similarities, even though I, I, I admit suits is fake. Yeah, speaking of admitting things, and I was going to say this in our little intro there, that if it turns out we're wrong about this, we're not stubborn people as far as that stuff goes. We'll be happy to admit that we're wrong. And a lot of people have asked me that, like, will you admit you're wrong if this all comes out to be bullshit? And I'm like, yeah, sure. I think the world would be a better place if people just admitted they were fucking wrong. And I don't know why people have such a hard time with that. Um, And real quick, before we really super get into this podcast, I also wanted to mention in the beginning of this, September 2nd, don't forget to uh, reserve tickets at the end.biz uh, to see me headline there. It's a great club in uh, Torrance, California, the South Bay. And I also wanted to introduce the Screaming Goat, who I got new batteries for. Did I ever- <laughs> God, that sounds so, that's funny the first three times. And then it's like, put the fucking goat away. Well, I only plan on bringing out the goat when uh, something is super frustrating, and I haven't used it in a long time, one, because the batteries died, but it scares the shit out of my little boy, so. <laughs> That's, so I, you gotta just do it over and over again to whatever the opposite of traumatizing is, like, let him get used to it, so no, these noises are okay. Yeah, he doesn't like noises, dude. Like something loud will come by, he always covers his ears or anything that he finds unfavorable. He's like, yep, fuck off. Yep, I'm not going <laughs> to listen to that. Uh, so anyway, I just want to introduce a screaming goat. Um, yeah, man, we got a lot of videos today. We've got a lot going on. Um, it's pretty much been proven that uh, the Bidens are completely corrupt and and the uh, oversight committee, what was it that they just ruled? Um the oversight committee about the Bidens. Uh, I don't know what the actual committee ruled, but I know James Comer, I think it's James was on uh, some Fox show talking about how they got some new bank records and stuff. Like originally it was like $4 million that they said the Bidens got. And now they're up to like $21 million that they can actually track through bank accounts and stuff. And That's what I think is interesting. You said before, like, if we find out that we're wrong, will we admit it? And it's like, yeah, but our definition of finding out that we were wrong is different than the people that hate us, you know, because they're like, well, clearly Trump's a piece of shit. So you're going to admit you're wrong now. (laughs) And it's like, no, like I, I still think everything's bullshit. Like there's been no definitive proof about anything regarding trump biden on the other hand we have bank records they have uh uh, what do they call them sars suspicious activity reports that if you work at a bank if you're like a bank guy owner ceo or whatever and somebody puts a million dollars in their account then that triggers a suspicious activity report so they go in and they go all right where did this million dollars come from can it be explained And they don't want to put them out there because it makes the company look bad. If they send one of these to the government or whatever, and the government's like, hey, look into Kraft cheese or whatever. Like, they just got $10 million. And then people are like, fuck Kraft. I ain't buying that anymore. And then Kraft's like, dude, we just signed a deal with McDonald's or whatever. I don't know. 
then if it comes out that it's legit, then the bank made their that company look like criminals with no justice or whatever, you know? So the point is, like, they don't want to do these suspicious activity reports unless they absolutely have to. And the Bidens had, like, I don't remember the exact number. I, I don't think it's less than 100, but it might be. But it's a shitload. It, one is enough to cause suspicion. And the this guy that they were interviewing said that they had, I'll say dozens, but I, I, look it up. It might be hundreds of suspicious activity reports. So there's actual like bank records of shady shit going on with the bidens and all they would have to do to prove their innocence is be like no i'm i made a deal with this guy for this totally legal thing and so shut the fuck up about it but instead they're like that never happened they're making shit up and it's like dude we have bank records like you got the money if you have any excuse as to why now would be the time to tell us but they still haven't yeah well because they can't and uh you know, I don't know if we have the video of it, but uh, what what's that reporter's name that's always that's always asking Biden like questions that piss him off? He asked him about the twenty one million dollars, and he's like, "I don't know what you're talking about. I knew you'd ask me something stupid." I don't remember the <laughs> reporter's name, but yeah, that's what Biden does when he's when he's confronted is he gets angry and he lies. Yeah, and and, and speaking of lying and proof of it. Um, there's there's so much proof of Biden being a liar and a corrupt person all the way back to the 88 election when when uh, they kicked him off or they didn't kick him off. But he his campaign was ended when it was proven that he was plagiarist. Um, there's all these videos of him being racist, you know, and it's just it, it's it's just comical that Trump is still the guy that they call a racist and a fascist and all this bullshit. And it's like, how much proof do you need that Biden is the guy? And the answer to that is always is that we don't have a reliable media. So there's a lot of people in the country that don't look at anything beyond mainstream media, even though mainstream media is dying. Um, there's all the proof in the world that that Joe Biden is a terrible person and a corrupt person. And and he's just a puppet. You know, it, he's always been a puppet, but now he's just uh, an old puppet. And uh, it's it's pretty funny. Yeah. Well, and it's it's just interesting that Biden says like legit racist things and people are like that's not what he meant and then trump's like i don't know if i want to stand over there and they're like holy shit he's he's throwing out racist dog whistles and it's like biden was like in congress saying the n-word and people are like ah he was quoting somebody else and it's like all right fine use that same excuse with trump have yeah. Trump quote somebody else saying the N-word and see if people are just like, eh, quotes. Quotes are quotes, man. It's not him saying it. Yeah, and you can quote someone without actually saying that word. You could always say the N-word. I mean, I don't even say the N-word like by myself if I'm, you know, doing something or writing something. I I, I don't feel comfortable writing out that word, you know. Um, but he, he was he was saying it like with glee, you know, just like <laughs> just throwing it out there um, on that video. I wish we had it. He's such a piece. Of I shit. know. I, I just tried to look for it. I couldn't easily find it. We've got enough video, though, for today. But since we're talking about Biden, let's just start with this short one of him being an idiot. Your Grand Canyon, one of the Earth's nine wonders, wonders of the world. Literally. Think of that. You know, it's amazing. 
Now let's all check how many wonders of the world are there. Uh, I believe there's eight, right? I thought there were seven. I thought there were eight, but... I think that's like the sixth sense, you know? Because we all know that we have five senses, but the sixth one is like an extra one. So yeah, there's seven wonders of the world. So when people say eighth wonder of the world, they're saying like, you know, this thing is so amazing, it should be added to the list of seven amazing things. But Biden just doesn't know the number. And he's like, nine, nine wonders of the world. And he also, whenever he says, like, think of that, it's amazing. That's almost like him saying, line. Uh huh. <laughs> well, and you can also tell that he's lying when he says, I'm not joking. Or that's yeah. not, that's, that's the truth. And it's like yeah. you're, you're compensating for things that you're lying about. Not a joke. No one thought it was, butthole. <laughs> I guess we'll stay on the topic of, uh them lying about stuff uh this one was from i don't remember this guy's name but he's a like a democratic senator or congressman or something and and he's just pointing out like people on both sides are saying dumb shit and we should all be allowed to and uh here we go have some video to play that highlights some of what i'm talking about I preface this video by noting I am not showing you this video as some excuse for Mr. Trump's speech. This is not about, this is not whataboutism. I am showing you this to make the point that all political speech must be protected. I, I, I just don't even know why there aren't uprisings all over the country, and maybe there will be. There needs to be unrest in the streets for as long as there is unrest in our lives. you got to be ready to throw a punch. Well, you have to be ready to throw a punch. Donald Trump, I think you need to go back and, and punch him in the face. That I thought he should have punched him in the face. I feel like punching him. I'd like to take him behind the gym if I were in high school. If we were in high school, I'd take him behind the gym and beat the hell out of him. No, I wish we were in high school, I could take him behind the gym. I will go and take Trump out tonight. Take out now. Okay. When was the last time an actor assassinated a president? They're still going to have to go out and put a bullet in Donald Trump. Show me where it says that protests are supposed to be polite and peaceful. I have thought an awful lot about blowing up the White House. Please get up in the face of some Congress people. People will do what they do. I want to tell you, Gorsuch, I want to tell you, Kavanaugh, you have released the whirlwind and you will pay the price. We're going to go in there, we're going to impeach the well, This is just a warning to you Trumpers. Be careful. Walk lightly. And for those of you who are soldiers, make them pay. If you had to be stuck in an elevator with either President Trump, Mike Pence, or Jeff Sessions, who would it be? Does one of us have to come out alive? <laughs> Got her fucking laugh. Yeah. <laughs> but her yeah, laugh. That's, all of those things are things that people on the left say that we say that means more than it means. You know what I mean? Yeah. Absolutely. Um, damn it. I was going to say something about one of those people and, and when they were talking and now I can't remember what it was, but it was funny. Damn it. Ka- Kamala's laugh. No, it was one of the people in the very beginning, which is why I forgot it. Cause then I started watching the video and, and then I was like, that's almost over. And I forgot what I was going to say. Uh, well, let's see if we can, do you want to 
see it again. Yeah, must be not... protected. I, or I'll, I, I I'll skip through them. There aren't uprisings all over the country, and maybe there will be. There needs to be unrest in the streets for as long as there is unrest in our lives. you got to be ready to throw a punch. You have to be ready to throw a punch. Donald Trump, I think you need to go back and, and oh, punch him yeah, in the face. Oh, yeah, you can, so you can stop it. Uh, it was when Biden said, I'd like to take him out and beat the hell out of him. I would love to see um, Biden and I wish we had a time machine for that fight. I think Trump would kick the shit <laughs> out of Joe Biden. That would be a cool like entertainment thing. It probably will never happen. But if we get to the point that we can like time travel or if we find out there's multi-dimensional shit, it would be neat to challenge somebody to a fight at when you're both at your prime. So like 50 year old Mike Tyson could go up to like dead Muhammad Ali and be like, we're going to go back to when we're both 30 and we're going to fight each other. I don't know. That'd be neat. Anyway. Yeah, I think uh, I think Muhammad Ali would win that fight. And and so does Mike Tyson, by the way. But oh, shit, I got to put <laughs> I got to put the screaming goat down because he's very sensitive. And uh, if I just barely bump him, he'll do that. But. Stephen Hawking, one of the smartest people that ever lived, thought time travel was possible. In my brain, I'm always like, how could that possibly be possible? But uh, he was way smarter than me, and he thought it was. So, yes, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I think it's more possible that there's technology that would allow us to look into the future than it is possible that there's technology that will let us go back into the past. Because you can look into the future without affecting much, you know? But yeah. you can't go back to the past and not affect everything, basically. Right. Yeah, the butterfly effect. Every, every. I mean, literally everything um, would be affected by it in every in everybody's life. The smallest person in the world could affect the outcome of the future. So, yeah. Um, all right. All you right. want to see some more Democrats being dumb thing? Uh, I love that. All right. Are down. These uh, these civilized people, they'll eat each other. You are the unvaccinated. You are the problem. It is the unvaccinated who are the problem. Period. End of story. The only people that you can blame, the only people you can blame. This isn't shaming. This is the truth. Maybe they should be shamed. Are the unvaccinated? It's time for the start. Blaming the unvaccinated folks, not the regular folks. Anyone you came into contact with will blame you, as will the rest of us who have done the right thing by getting vaccinated. Because frankly, we know that we can't trust the unvaccinated. I think it's time to get our moral house in order, Anderson. It's the unvaccinated who are the threat. All those vaccinated folks are going to start wearing masks to protect the unvaccinated folks. It's called a Christian value. You're basically punishing the vaccinated uh, for the the sins of the unvaccinated. People are not behaving honorably. The unvaccinated are basically saying, well, it's open season for me. I can do whatever I want as well. The, the unvaccinated are basically beating their breasts, running around the country saying, ha ah, ha, we don't care. We're living free and so forth. To start looking at the choice to remain long, unvaccinated the, the same as we look at driving while intoxicated. We're going to see and I've said almost mm -hmm. two types of America. Dr. Fauci said that if hospitals get any more overcrowded, they're going to have to make some very tough choices about who gets an ICU bed. And that choice doesn't seem so tough to me. Vaccinated person having a heart attack? Yes, come right on in. We'll take care of you. Unvaccinated guy who 
gobbled horse goo? Rest in peace, Wheezy. Pointing back to the unvaccinated who are really creating a problem in this country, every death that we are seeing from COVID could have been prevented. Literally, the only people dying are the unvaccinated. And for those of you spreading misinformation, shame on you. Shame on you. I don't know how some of you sleep at night. I sleep it, like a I sleep like a baby because you're all full of shit. It was all bullshit. <laughs> like they were all clearly just saying what they were told to say, and none of them had any proof that any of that was accurate. And it wasn't. Yeah, that the COVID thing. Um, let's see here. I made a list of the things that have been proven as bullshit since since Biden took office. Um, Russian collusion was a hoax. COVID was completely overblown with fear and false statistics to help steal the election, as well as a test run for what they ultimately plan to do to us uh, with climate change lockdowns, which is coming if you listen to certain people. Uh, Both of Trump's impeachments were shams. The Bidens, Clintons, and Obamas are proving more and more all the time to be completely corrupt, and this is just the beginning as far as I'm concerned. And, uh, you know, part of the reason it's been so hard to wake people up in this country is because the left or the deep state, however you want to describe them, um, they have the cooperation of the media machine. Um, They have the cooperation of the political machine, being the the three-letter agencies, the judges, the bureaucrats. And they also have the advantage of being completely morally corrupt. And that's something I was listening to Trump talk about uh, last night on, on an older video from uh, Patel Patriot and, and he nailed it. And I made note of it because I, I was like, oh, those, those are all really good points. Yeah. Well, um, I don't remember what exactly we just said a second ago, but I, it, I know it prompted me to want to look this up and uh, read it to you, but Oh, just as an example of Russian collusion bullshit or whatever, uh, this is a a thing about uh, Georgia, Fulton County, Georgia. uh, Their D.A., Fannie Willis, will report uh, will reportedly seek uh, more than a dozen indictments into the probe of Donald Trump when she presents her case to a grand jury next week. And then I went through and found the transcript of the call that he had with the Secretary of State, uh, Brad Raffensperger. And uh, I put some dot, dot, dots in there because these are different parts of the thing. But at one point, Trump said in Fulton County, you'll find at least a couple hundred thousand forged signatures and you'll be at eleven thousand seven hundred and seventy nine, which is the amount Trump needed to win against Biden within minutes. Um what they're charging him with, or I, what the, I assume they're going to charge him with, is when he said, all I need you to do is find me 11,779 votes. And people are like, that's, that's him telling him to cheat. And it's like, no, Trump was saying, there's hundreds of thousands of these ballots that are fucked up that you could find. I don't need you to find 100,000 of them. You only need to find 12,000 of them, and this whole thing will be solved. So that's what they're charging him with. But then somebody commented and they were like, you should probably have a doctor look at your skull. And I was like, a valid argument. Uh, And then I said, here's the transcript that you've never read posted by your favorite channel. And then I linked to the CNN article that had the the transcript in it. I don't know. I just think it's interesting that, oh, I, I would thought of it because of Russian collusion, because I was like, 
Russian collusion didn't happen. And then somebody said, what about the 12 Russians that were charged in election interference? And I've heard that a few times, but then I went ahead and looked that up too and posted the link to that. And it said in the midst of the, the thing on the .gov that they put out talking about it, they said no American citizen, either wittingly or unwittingly, was involved in any of this. So it's like, sure, you can point to a story where some Russians got in trouble for election shit, but that's still not Russian collusion. They weren't talking to any Americans. So I just, I, it's all horse shit. Did someone say that you needed it? You specifically needed your head examined? After I posted that, uh, the Fulton County thing, yeah. Okay. I mean, it was just, it's every... Every time somebody talks shit on Twitter, I go and look at their profile and they've got 15 followers or whatever, you know, or their account was started a month ago. I just ass assume they're all bots or paid shit. Every once in a while, I can tell, like, you're a real person and you're still wrong. Yeah, usually they don't have profile pictures and that's that's a big red flag for them being fake as shit, too. You think they would just find a profile picture somewhere to make add a little bit of legitimacy to their shit, but they don't. And it's just so hypocritical, you know. I did another tweet the other day. By the way, at Mike Baldwin, give me a follow. No pressure. Uh, I I quoted the Democrats as saying uh, Trump got foreign income from more than a dozen countries. He's a criminal. And then the MAGA guy says. He builds hotels all across the world. Like, that's how he gets his money. How about Biden getting $20 million from Russia, Ukraine, Kazakhstan, Romania, and more? And then the Democrat says, people get money from other countries all the time. It's not a big deal. <laughs> yeah. So, so he just said the exact opposite thing of what you did. Yep. Yeah. I mean, as far as, yeah. You made sense, is what I'm saying. God, my head hurts, dude. All of a sudden, I got this fucking headache. Um, all right, what else do we got? We can, uh, let's watch uh, Comer talk about, oh, no, first, let's talk about, uh, this is uh, after the Afghanistan thing, when Biden pulled out of Afghanistan, and uh, I want to say it was 13 uh, service people lost their lives. And then Biden goes around and meets with some of the families. And these are members of those families talking about their interaction with Biden. And I'll I'll spoil it before we watch it because it's still just as good. But he basically was like, oh, totally. I know exactly what you're talking about. My son died, too. And they're like, yeah, but your son had cancer and slowly died. And you got to say your goodbyes and shit like he wasn't killed in action. And why the fuck are you talking about your son right now? Like, my son died. Anyway, we'll let them say it. Punched me. Sorry. His words to me were, my, my wife Jill and I know how you feel. We lost our son as well and brought him home in a fog-draped coffin. My heart started beating faster, and I started shaking knowing that their son died from cancer and they were able to be by his side. Also wondering how someone could honestly... Sorry. When he approached. Well, initially I wasn't going to meet with him, um, but then I felt I owed it to my son to uh, at least have some words with him about how I felt. And uh, uh, it, it didn't go well. Um, 
he talked a bit more about his own son than he did my son, and that, that didn't sit well with me. He interrupted me and started talking about his son. About his son. And I remember looking at him and going, what are you doing? And then I said something along the line, this isn't about your son, this is about my son. And um, I told him he had no business talking about his son. And then I started again uh, talking about my son. And then he said, I just wanted to let you know how I feel. At that point, now I'm even more angry because he said he'd brought up his son because he just wanted to let me know how he feels. I probably sound like I didn't care that he'd lost a kid and I didn't mean for it to sound that way. It's his son died of cancer. So they had time to be there, with him, spend time with him, tell him goodbye. My son died because of the very man that I was talking to. He I was like, okay, that's weird. And, you know, almost immediately starts talking, like, about how their son served in the military. Doesn't say anything about what happened. Starts talking about how their son served in the military. And uh, my mom is just like, she's furious at this. All right. Yeah, I don't know how they were able to stand in front of that man without, you know, I, I don't even know if it's okay for me to say this, but I don't know how they were able to stand, how you could stand in front of somebody who is responsible ultimately for the death of your kid and not strangle him, first of all. But he's he's infamous for bringing up the death of his son. There's one interview out there where he says he died in Iraq. Just mm -hmm. I think he's just so fucking used to lying that he doesn't even... He doesn't even think about it. He just lies and lies his ass off all the time. Um, and even when his other, when his daughter and his wife got killed by the, uh, you know, because they pulled out in front of some guy for years, he went around saying that that guy drank his lunch and was drunk and all this stuff. And turns out that was bullshit. And the family finally had to be like, stop saying that you're, you're, you're shitting on our father's memory. And that's not, he wasn't drunk that you've completely made that up. And finally he quit saying it. I think his, uh, his team finally was like, you have to stop saying that, sir. I mean, huh. they, it's not true. And so he'll, he'll just say anything and he doesn't care. He's, he's just, he's just the fucking worst person ever. He's one of them. Well, here's an example of, uh, of Trump being a, a nice guy. Do you want to watch that? Yes. This was after Ruth Bader Ginsburg died. Trump had just gotten done doing a, a big rally. He's walking out. The music is still playing. It was kind of perfect. Actually, the, with the music that was playing and stuff, but the reporters told him like Ruth Bader Ginsburg just died. And then Trump just without any preparation or anything, just kind of takes a pause for a second and then just says nice things about this lady that fucking hated him, that he fucking hated also. But he learns like, or he knows, you know, like just put all that aside. A person died and you got to show respect. Yep. So we don't believe in global oh, warming. Wait. I say, no, I believe in, Nope, that's different. That's a global warming video. That's not Trump doing anything. But that's a good one, too. We'll get to that here pretty soon. Yeah. She just died? Wow. I didn't know that. I just, uh, you're telling me now for the first time. She led an amazing life. What else can you say? She was an amazing woman. Whether you agreed or not, she was an amazing woman who led an amazing life. I'm actually sad to hear that. I am sad to hear that. Perfectly said. 
Yeah, those are the kind of things that the media would never show. And even when Biden tries to be like a decent human being, it just comes out completely false. I, I just it, it's it blows my mind that anyone's ever been like Biden. He's our guy. You know, yeah, I only know a handful of people that were like true Biden fans. Um, but talk about wanting to punch someone in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I think most Biden fans are just Trump haters, you know? Yeah. It's oh, and, the, and sorry. Go ahead. The, the, I was just going to say that the the idea that eighty one million people um, thought that much had that much hatred for Trump is just hard for me to believe. I just don't think. I think they would have hated him, but been like, "Oh, look at my paycheck. I'm just gonna, you know, I'm just gonna deal with this asshole and not worry about it." Um, yeah. And it's interesting that you mentioned like Trump saying that and then the news not showing it or anything at the this is a uh, is it Senator Comer or Congressman Comer? I think it's Congressman talking about uh, uh, Biden bank shit. But at the beginning, it shows a, a graphic of how long the news spent talking about Trump's latest indictment versus how long the news spent talking about biden stuff and it's it's like five hours of trump coverage compared to like five minutes it's just ridiculous but that's not the main point of this video but we can go right to it if you want to yeah i screenshotted that earlier i saw that statistic and i was just like wow i can't believe this shit anyway go ahead right yeah, this is always going to end with the biden's uh coming in 332 minutes which is like what six hours five hours 360 would be six hours so yeah like five and yeah. a half hours versus five minutes talking about biden and that's on abc cbs nbc combined so they're just drilling into everybody how much trouble trump's in and then as far as biden and i bet if we watched that four minutes and 50 seconds they would all just be brushing it off you know it's the republicans pounce thing again where like biden takes bribes from other countries and then the news is like republicans are reacting to news about biden today yeah anyway all right let's in front of the committee uh we are going to subpoena the family i mean we're putting the case together to win in court obviously with all the opposition and obstruction we're getting from the biden attorneys now uh, we know that this is going to end up in court when we subpoena the Biden. So we're putting together a case. And I think we've done that very well. We've shown the bank records. If I had subpoenaed Joe and Hunter Biden the first day I became chairman of the committee, it would have been tied up in court and the judge would have eventually thrown it out. Because at that time, the narrative was, well, they never took any money while he was vice president. He never had any communication with his business associates. And, uh, you know, the, the, the money never came from China. We've had to go every step of the way and prove the media narrative was wrong and the vice president and the, and the current president lied. We have caught Joe Biden in so many lies, I can't even count the number of lies now. So we have put together a case that I think would uh, stand up in any court of law in America, and we hope to hear from the Biden soon. But I wish the media would ask the president, mm -hmm. what exactly did your family do to receive this right. $21 million that the House Oversight Committee has, has proven? He just continues to say, well, that's a lie. That's not true. We have their bank records, Maria. Right. Bank records don't lie. Congressman, when are you expecting to subpoena Joe and Hunter Biden? Well, we want to talk to about three or four more associates first. Uh, we've been communicating with a couple of them. 
Uh, we're trying to bring them in just like we did Devin Archer for a transcribed interview. Uh, if they don't come in voluntarily, then they'll be subpoenaed. So uh, this is taking a lot longer, but if you look at uh, how the special counsel Durham or other special counsels uh, conducted investigations, I think our committee is going a whole lot faster than any other congressional committee in history and any other special counsel. Yeah. This is a complicated case and we're being obstructed every step of the way by the Department of Justice, by the FBI, by the Secret Service, by the IRS, and by the Biden family attorneys. Wow. But that's not stopping us. We continue to produce evidence about every two weeks. Well, we, we would not. Yeah, and what sucks about, speaking of, you know, I'm always Harper on the media, but what sucks is that's on Fox. So the only people hearing that are the people who already believe it. You know, the people who need to hear that won't ever see that because they won't say that shit on CNBC and and all that. I did recently troll someone on YouTube. I've got like this fake account, not fake, but it's uh, one they don't know my real name on. I guess that'd be a fake account. <laughs> but anyway, I sometimes I'll troll people on like MSNBC videos that I see. And uh, there are a lot of idiots still out there. Um, but anyway, it, yeah, that's my point is that they, they don't show that on the me the media where the, the people who are still asleep to all this shit need to need to see it. Yeah. And if they did have Congressman Comer on NBC News or ABC or whatever, they would they wouldn't let him say all that shit. You know, they would interrupt him after every pause and be like, no, no, that's not accurate. Exactly. And so it would just be an interview of him fighting and then it would go on Twitter, you know, and like Congressman Comer destroyed by ABC anchor or some bullshit like that, like. Yeah, but I think that's the beauty of Twitter, though, is that the news is immediate now. It doesn't you don't need a third party to tell you what things mean. You can just watch the thing yourself. Yeah, I hope we live to see the day that mainstream media is just uh, not a thing anymore. Yeah, me too. All right, so, let's see. Oh, go ahead. Nothing else. I, I started to say something that's kind of doesn't have anything to do with what we're going what we're talking about so it it you never know it might lead right into the next thing what what were you going to say uh just something about our um the world like my son is going to grow up in and or you know potentially and I hope not but I I came across this thing earlier about what they teach kids in school these days and it's no wonder kids are so confused instead of teaching them the the shit that we learned in in school it, it's it was all about like binary stuff and non-binary and and what a pansexual is and all this stuff. And I mean, I, I saw the actual worksheet that they were showing these kids instead of it being like a spelling lesson or whatever, like we had phonics books and shit. They literally had like the definition of a, a pansexual or whatever. And then out to the side, the kid wrote what that, what they were. Um, I don't know if I'm describing that very well, but, um, like what they identify as. Yeah. Like, uh, here, let me, I'll find it. It's at the very beginning of, it's like the kid Robin feels like he, she, they is a different gender from Robin's biological sex. The biological sex Robin was born as Robin might be described as, and then the kid out to the side has to write. And the an answer, I guess is pansexual non-binary. So it's no fucking wonder that all of a sudden there's this explosion of children who think they're stuck in the wrong body. It's because they're, they're being brainwashed in school. It's, it's absolutely fucking disgusting is what it is. Not not necessarily the subject matter, which in my opinion is too, but 
Just the fact that they're brainwashing these kids. Chris has had a boyfriend and a girlfriend before. Chris enjoyed spending time with both people. Chris is attracted to a person he, she, they think of as special without worrying about their gender. Chris might be described as bisexual, asexual. It's like, why? why? And you can tell by the writing that it's a small child writing the shit because the t- handwriting is terrible. It's like, how young are they brainwashing these kids? And how is this allowed? And I'll tell you how. It's because that's the government passing this shit down. Like, this is acceptable to teach, and if you want the money in your school, this is this is the stuff you're going to teach them. It's mm-hmm. just vile, dude. Well, I don't have a video of it, but I know uh, James O'Keefe, who was with Project Veritas, or started Project Veritas, and then got, I don't think he got fired, but he's no longer with him. He's doing his own thing now. He does O'Keefe Media Group, which is OMG, which is kind of neat. But hes uh, he'll actually give you a free uh, hidden camera. If you give them a compelling story or whatever, or you can just buy one, they have links to where you can just get one. But he's trying to get all of these undercover people to go out everywhere. Basically, I think today they I don't know if they put it out yet or not, but there's a Best Buy story going on right now about uh, how Best Buy had this management opportunity memo thing that they sent out to all their employees and. Basically, it said, even though it didn't say this, it was like anybody can apply for this except white people. But they did it in such a way that was like, you can apply for this if you're black or Hispanic or Asian or or non-binary or any of that shit. So it's basically like no straight white dudes, but everybody else is free to apply to this. So James O'Keefe got some Best Buy people, I guess, to do some undercover stuff. And I don't know when all that's coming out, but I think that's. I think of a book called The Circle every time I see hidden camera stuff like this because the the end of the book I don't love, but the the circle is basically like Google. It's like a big fake computer company, and they find a way to basically make a, a camera that can fit on like a sticker. So it's like a, the size of a postage stamp. They cost like a few dollars a piece. So after a while, cameras are just everywhere. There's thousands of them on every street. Everybody can get online and look up any of them. But it so it ruins privacy and shit. But everybody knows who the criminals are. And it makes the criminals not commit crimes because they know they'll get caught. And so I don't know. That's a, a whole nother debate, I guess, as it's like freedom versus safety or right. pri- privacy versus safety and that kind of stuff. But but I think the difference is that if everybody can get online and look at this camera, then I think that's different than just the government can look at this camera, you know? Yeah. Well, and speaking of the government and cameras, um, did you hear about the reporter, Steve Baker or whatever? I think his name is Steve Baker. He had all this coverage from January 6th and they're ordering him to turn it over to them. Like the, I think it's the January 6th committee that's making him turn over his footage of it um, because they, they don't want anything out there that proves that their story is bullshit. I don't think it's the January 6th committee because they're done. They, they got split up or whatever, because I know that because it just came out the other day that they deleted all of their emails and texts and all that from the January 6th committee. 
And so people are pissed about that. Obviously, nobody on the left is because they're like, eh, people delete things. No big deal. Didn't they also bury information that could have exonerated Trump from the whole thing? Absolutely. But it's still it's it's the uh, perception. You know, if if you hate Trump and you see Trump going, we're going to march peacefully down there and protest, then there's people going, I know what he means. He means let's go beat the shit out of the police. And it's like, that's not what he said. And I don't think anybody (laughs) thought that that's what he meant. Plus the, the, uh, the breaking of the barriers or whatever, like the actually the first people that went in to the Capitol building that happened while Trump was still on stage. So it wasn't, Trump telling all these people to go down there. These people were down there already. And they obviously cared about breaking into the Capitol more than listening to the president that they love, allegedly love, if they aren't undercover fucking Antifa feds or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And and something he said a, a minute ago reminded me of the fact that, you know, a lot of times I think that certain people like meaning people on the left or people I used to be friends with, they're going to be presented with certain evidence and then they're going to be like, Oh, okay. I didn't realize that. Well, a lot of people unfortunately are okay with the fact that like the election was stolen and all that because they feel like it had to be like, because there's so many people who support Trump, but they're all just idiots and they're part of what's destroying this country and they're down with fascism and racism and all this shit. So even if it was stolen, that's completely fine. Like someone that I used to be best friends with and I never thought we wouldn't be friends. He had that opinion. Um, Like sometimes you just have to do what's best for the greater good. And it's like, you don't get to decide what's best for the greater good just because you have a different opinion. Like if the greater good is overwhelmingly in favor of Trump being the president, then who the fuck are you to say, no, they're stupid and we need to speak up for them. It's like, that's what, that's, that's what we're dealing with too. And sometimes I forget that, that, they don't care. They don't care that it's all corrupt and that it was stolen from us and that 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 was the real insurrection. They don't care. They're just like, well, it had to be done because we can't have that guy in there. It's like, right. well, why? Well, he because. Because why? Because. Like that yeah, that can't be an argument, you fucking idiot. <laughs> well, and and then there was the Time magazine article that came out right after the election and the title is The Secret History of the Shadow Campaign That Saved the 2020 Election. Wow. And and it's basically all about the fact that uh fuck, it's a long article, but more or less they're saying like, yeah, we did things that basically made it impossible for the Republicans to win. Like we had the mail-in vote thing going. We had ballot harvesting where it was legal. We had all this shit going on. And, uh, you know, we put people in, in positions of power, like the people who watch the elections and stuff, like we did all of that. And they're like patting themselves on the back for it. And Republicans read that. And they're like, this is evidence that you're fucking doing the thing that we're accusing you of doing. And they're going, no, it's different. (laughs) It's different because Trump's so bad that we're doing it to save you because you're all fucking idiots. Yeah, you're too stupid to think for yourself. So we got to think for you. And this is what we've come up with. It's gross. Here's, Here's a 15 second stupid thing that made me chuckle strong package at our risk is not having a package that's too big it's having a package that's too small he laid out his big package when are you gonna put it in 
do not come. Totally worth it. <laughs> oh, Kamala Harris. Can you imagine if she becomes the fucking president, dude? And there's a very good chance she will. I can least. imagine it. And yes, and I'm like, I've been this way for years, dude. There's no news that can come out that's going to make me go, what? Oh, my God. <laughs> Just every time something crazier happens, I'm like, well, this has to be part of the of the plan. Because crazy shit like this doesn't just naturally happen. Yeah. Here's a, another funny thing. Remember the uh, Jason Aldean controversy? Yeah, that's the small town. Yeah, he, yeah. this is a dude on TikTok. This made me laugh, too. <clears throat> hey, everybody. Don't rob people. Stop shooting people. Please. Stop, stop stealing stuff. Hey, hey, wait a second. Hey. We're getting tired of hey. it, honestly. Please, stop it. Hey, that is racist AF. Wait, wait, how is that racist? Hey, man, you know what you mean by that. No, I don't. What do you mean by that? Hey, shut up. Man, I'm not listening to this. You already know who it is. Quantavius Dingle Jr., the third. We repping the city. We don't do small towns over here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I just robbed a lady at 7-Eleven. She tried to fight back. I sent her to heaven. I just like to steal. I'm a fox like Megan. I also do drugs, and I and, and I steal some more, and, and I take lives because I'm a selfish individual, and I don't care about anybody else but myself. And if you got a problem with that, you're next. <laughs> he don't miss. Oh, my God, this is heat. Lord. <laughs> It's just, it's yeah. more fucking <clears throat> hypocrisy all the time, you know? Yeah. Speaking of hypocrisy, I tried, I'm not on TikTok and uh, I tried to get into it yesterday and I still haven't done it because they, and I, not that I'm not going to do it. I just haven't had a chance, but they said, uh, we don't have proof that you're 21 and we need you to send us um, a picture of you holding your license uh, to prove it's you. And mm -hmm. I was just thinking like, oh, but voting for the president of the United States, you don't need proof that I'm of age or that I live in this country or anything. No, that'd be fucking racist. But TikTok, that's that's what's important. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember if I had to do that on TikTok or not. I guess. Yeah, I, must, I, 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 I don't have. I don't know if it's some sort of like, I don't know, maybe they're trying to. I don't know. I don't trust anything anymore. It all seems like they're just trying to hack your shit. But uh, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it's it's. It, information you know so it's all worth money like every little thing that you do with your phone is tracked it's in a computer somewhere and people can go in and buy whatever information they want that's publicly available and there's all sorts of companies that sell information like that i think i've told this story before about when i was doing shows in key west and uh, they were all packed and I was like, how did you get all these people to come to this? And he was like, oh, we have uh, our advertising guy is a is a Google guy. So we go through Google and we can be very specific. We can we can target people who did Google searches for Key West, uh, who bought plane tickets and who are here this week. And that gives us a list of like 10,000 people. And then we just send an email to those 10,000 people. And some of them come to the show, you know, it's the same with uh, 
oh, what's the movie called with the uh, ballot harvesting and stuff? Uh, mules, 2,000 mules. Yeah. That's how they got that information. They just spent like $4 million and bought it from some company because you can buy phone location information from companies. So they bought all the information of all the phones that were in those particular areas around those drop boxes. And then they mapped it all out and shit. That's how the whole documentary was made. And then people shit on it, but it's, it's still accurate. Yeah. That's something else that Trump pointed out was that the, the Democrats and the deep state and all that, they have unlimited financial resources. I mean, some of the richest people in the world, um, are deep staters, you know, the arguably the Rockefellers and the Rothschilds and all those, but just at home, Bill Gates and uh, Soros and uh, that other fucker, um, Mark Zuckerberg, they're all super, super rich. Um, they've, they've got unlimited financial resources for that kind of thing. I mean, four million bucks is nothing to, to be yeah. like that. Well, you know? Zuck- Zuckerberg spent 400 million plus on drop boxes and and drop box facilities and things like that so they're like you're not allowed to donate more than whatever it is eighteen thousand dollars to a candidate but zuckerberg can spend 400 million setting up a whole infrastructure that mainly benefits democrats like 95 percent benefits the democrats and that just doesn't count as anything that's just that's a-okay yeah you know, and meanwhile, we've got all these homeless people and mentally ill people running around and all that. And, well, we can't seem to do anything for them. Well, fuck, use a portion of all the money we're in Ukraine and that that dickhead has to steal, help steal elections. You know, tax. I don't know, man. It's it's just these all these problems that we have in this country, the things I just mentioned and disparities about certain races and all that. It could all be fixed. It could all be fixed, but they don't want to fix it because they all benefit from it. And the people who don't understand that or don't care, you're the fucking problem in this country. Yeah. Well, here's an interesting thing. Um, People talk shit about Mike Pence all the time. Well, first, I'm going to talk about Q for a second, because Q always said, like, uh, you're watching a movie like this is all fake. Enjoy the show like that kind of stuff. And then at one point he says something like, what makes a movie good? And then he says, great actors. So then that made people start thinking like, wait, so who's acting? Like, are people pretending to be on sides that they're not on and that kind of stuff? So then it makes me think of all the Mike Pence stuff that's been going on since January 6th. And before I get to that, one interesting thing is on January 6th, they were... I think it was Ted Cruz that stood up. Well, first, if you go back to the 2016 election, they were trying to get uh, Congress to look at the election. So they had you need somebody from the House of Representatives and one person from the Senate to both agree like, yes, let's stop for whatever state and let's really look at this. And so after Hillary Clinton lost, there were all these Congress people from all these different states going, we need to. And and Joe Biden was actually the one that was holding the gavel in his hand because he was vice president still at the time. And they're going, we need to, to look into this election like it was horseshit or whatever. And Biden's like, do you have a senator on your side? And they're like, no, but. And then he bangs the gavel and he's like, sorry, you know, nothing we can do about it. So on January 6th, there are all these 
Congress people that are standing up saying, no, we need to look at, at Pennsylvania. We need to look at Georgia, Michigan, uh, Arizona, whatever else. And they were like, is there a senator that agrees with this? And Ted Cruz stands up and he's like, I agree. Like, I think that we should look into it. And then about 10 minutes after that is when the insurrection started. And they're saying that all these Trump supporters thought Trump deserved to be president so much that they were willing to fucking break in and make it happen. But it's like, think about that logically. Like Ted Cruz and Congress were doing exactly what Trump supporters wanted them to do. So if anything, it's more likely that the fucking feds and the Antifa people that are mixed in the January 6th crowd were like, fuck, they're doing it. Like, just go break the windows. Let's get the fuck in there. Yeah. But, yeah. It, sorry. Go ahead. So then that all makes me because now all the Republicans are talking shit about Mike Pence and how, ah, shit, my grandma's calling. Hold on a second. Hello. I had to go get Missy. Oh, yeah? Yeah, you home? Yeah, I'm doing my show thing right now. Oh, God, I thought you were going to be old with that by now. Yeah, we started later than we were supposed to. Oh. Okay. Well, everything's done, so... All right, I'll head that direction as soon as I'm done. All right, bye-bye. Love you. Love you. Bye-bye. <laughs> oh, she sounds adorable. <laughs> what? She sounds adorable. She is. I probably yeah. have a video of her somewhere that she would fucking hate to know that I posted. <laughs> so I'm not gonna. But so anyway, so we've only got about five minutes left. Everybody's talking shit about Mike Pence and how he had the power to to stop this and and he didn't and he's a piece of shit and all this. But I forget this guy's name that's introducing him, but he's a military guy and he was introducing Pence to give some speech or something. And he said this, which I think is very interesting. Mr. Vice President, I'm going off script again. I know, but I just want to personally thank you. We've been through some stuff. We've gone through some, some of the most complex military operations this country's ever conducted. And your steady hand, and your leadership during those was great source of strength for me. Thank you for your leadership. Thank you for your character. Thank you for your selfless service. Thank you for commitment. Thank you for being a mentor to me, Mr. Vice President. I just think it's interesting that he mentioned like some of the most, the I forget exactly what words he used, but like the biggest military operations that we've ever had in our country's history. And it's like, if you if you don't believe in the plan or whatever, then what are those military operations like killing a terrorist guy? Like we do that all the time. Like there's nothing from the news that we can point to and be like, that's obviously what he was talking about. And it's like, no, they're probably doing some secret military shit that we don't even know about. Yeah. Psyop stuff. I forget that guy's uh, title. Um, that's Chris Miller who Trump brought in, I think two days after they announced that Biden was the winner. Um, they brought him in. And speaking of Mike Pence, like, and good actors, um, I admit that up until, shit, maybe the last few days, I was like, fuck Mike Pence and everything he's about. And, and the more I've thought about it, and the more I saw some stuff, I'm like, well, 
Mike Pence knows, he has to know that he has zero chance of becoming president. We would be as likely to win the presidency as Mike Pence. Mm -hmm. And he has zero chance. And he always seemed all about Donald Trump. And I'm starting to believe that maybe he's one of these sleeper people who is going to be revealed to be a, a hero for this country. I don't know if that's correct or if I'm right. I could be completely wrong. But Trump's talking about building that thing, the Garden of Heroes or whatever. And it's going to be not just people of the past, like Thomas Jefferson and, and people that founded this country, but people of this generation who sacrificed themselves. And William Barr might be one of those people too, um, which is like, you know, yet, yet to be seen whether or not that's true. But, you know, we'll see. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what Pence's role is, but I, I'm starting to think that he's just pretending that he doesn't like Trump and, and that he's a traitor and all this shit. I think there's going to be a, a, a bigger reveal for it, just like Trump is setting a lot of precedents with all these indictments. You know, like now you can indict a president because he's been indicted. And that's why he let his tax thing go all the way to the Supreme Court. And people saw like, oh, wow, there was nothing. He didn't have anything nefarious on his taxes. And he's like, yeah, I know. But now I've set the precedent precedent that we can look at all these dickheads taxes. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't know, man. I, I think maybe he is an actor and that he will be revealed as a hero. It could be. I don't know. I, I listen to that uh, Derek Johnson guy every once in a while, and I don't I'm not 100 percent on board with that guy. But I, I do know one thing that he said that's absolutely true, and that is uh, executive order one, three, eight, four, eight or something that says more or less if a foreign country interferes in our election, then we get to take all their shit or a person from a foreign country. So like a businessy oligarch guy, if he cheats, helps cheat in our elections, then we can sanction all of his shit and take any money that he has within the United States. And then there's a little piece of it that's like, oh yeah, and US citizens too, if you cheat in our elections. And so, and that's fine. That was signed in 2018. And then it, it expired after Trump stopped being president. But then Biden went in and redid it, whatever that is, like uh, renewed it. He did it in uh, 2021 and in September, and he did it again in September of 2022. So President Trump's executive order saying that if anybody fucks with our elections, they're in huge trouble is still a thing. Yeah. And, and Biden could have easily let that lapse like he did every other Trump thing. The, Trump did the pipeline shit and, and drilling stuff and all sorts of things. And Biden's like, fucking cancel them all day one. And then they're like, all right, how about this thing? That's probably going to get you and a lot of Democrats in a lot of trouble. And he's like, well, we should keep that. So that's just one tiny piece that makes me think like, Biden's got to be in on it, too. They they went to Biden. They were like, dude, we have all this bank info. You are 100 percent fucked. Uh, so we can either go after your entire family and send you all to jail or Guantanamo or whatever, or you can play your part for the next five years if you live through it. And we'll end up letting the rest of your family go. And you're still going to jail for the rest of your life because you fucked up big but go in there pretend to be president and do just have fun 
because yeah. they know that no matter what he does in there, people are going to go, oh, Jesus Christ, how is this guy president? That's- yeah, well, I'll, I'll, I'll feel bad for how much I've absolutely abhorred that man for the last few years if that turns out to be the case. Well, maybe I won't because he's still a piece of shit, but yeah. Um, but yeah, same with uh, Kamala and whatnot. Like she could easily have, they could have dirt on her, you know, like legal dirt and she could be playing the same part or she could just be an innocent victim. And Biden's like, I pick you. And she's like, what am I going to do? Not be vice president. I'll fucking take it. Right. And, and speaking of how crazy it would be if she became the president, she didn't even win the primary in her own state. No, nope. California. I mean, what a fucking. Uh, but yeah, I, I I could see that being that turning out to be the case. I mean, Biden has certainly made so many gaffes in his speeches and just speaking in general that it's woken up. It's woken up a lot of people, man. And I've talked to a fair amount of young people recently that I would have never, you know, I've just made the mistake of thinking they've all been brainwashed. But that's not the case. There's a lot of smart young people in this country, too. Yeah. That, that know what's up yep very true all right well as you heard i have to go uh eat dinner at my grandma's house i was supposed to be there earlier and we started late so yeah it's just i i feel like she would assume like well he must just be running late but she's like i'm gonna call him (laughs) i want to be on the show so there you go that's my grandma everybody well, we're going to leave her in there because she's adorable. Yep. Uh, so we're not going to edit that out. Um, I enjoyed this podcast. It's been one of my favorites so far. So, uh, yeah. Me too. Good times. Yeah. Make sure you go to make sure you get tickets to see me at the end on September 2nd. It's a Saturday. I think it's Labor Day weekend and uh, it's a great place. I love the owner. He's uh, he wears his T-shirt at all the shows that say make comedy offensive again. And I appreciate that. And, nice. Uh, yeah, yeah. So. I got some stuff coming up. I don't think any of it matters just yet. I'm going to be in Toledo the first weekend in September at the Funny Bone and uh, a few other things. Um, I just, my comedy special people, the my whatever the word is, the guy from 800 Pound Gorilla that I've been talking to is uh, just sent me a bunch of clips of it. So now they're breaking it up into clips. Uh, so I don't know when our release date's going to be. I was thinking August or September. Now I'm starting to think maybe more like October or something. But either way, it's getting close to being done. And we're going to do like a big media push for it. I'm going to try to find uh, comedians that have big followings that will hopefully put it out to their people and stuff. And if you know of any, if anybody has any connections to news or podcasts or anything like that, that would want to, talk to me for a few minutes and let me advertise that thing then that would be awesome but no pressure cool man well yeah we're all looking forward to that and uh damn it yeah and i've got other stuff coming up but as far as comedy gigs but i really want to pack the place on september 2nd it's like 10 minutes from my house and i really just like the club and they're giving me 100 percent of the door and so be good money for me and it'll also just be a, a good time to have it packed so make sure you come out and support that club um so yeah the end the end.biz i believe is the uh link to get tickets so all right thanks for thanks for tuning in everybody as always go to making it happen m-a-c-a-n it happen.com help out little bo making and his family and god bless all of you and take care goodbye bye